An excerpt from Shadow Play by Poets of the Fall. So this is what you think you need to play the game. A pretty royal flush of secondhand fame. For proof of excellence, for critical acclaim. Aloof preeminence preceding your pen name. Clichés of violence and off-mark blame. Some character flaws to masticate the shame. Mark my words. It's never what you thought. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today, we're starting a new campaign. Yay! Uh, we're going to be playing a game called Fellowship. You may have heard of it. I may not shut up about it ever. Yeah, someone really cool wrote it. Alright, so here today with me, we've got, uh, Ix. Hello. We have Joey. Hi! We have Clove. Clove didn't say a thing. We have Riley. Oh, oh. Hello! I'll say it for Clove. Hello and hello! My headphones are going out again. Oh, your audio skipping out? Oh no! Okay. Are we good? Okay. We're good. Stop touching it. I didn't touch it. A cursed undead. You'll only make it worse by touching it, Clove. God, I just can't move. Clove, get a new computer. Oh, yeah. Anyway, hi, I'm Clove. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Get a cybernetic brain implant. You'll never have to worry about it again. That'd be nice. (laughs) So today is going to be the character creation episode, where we uh, mostly goof off and tell everyone about all the cool ideas we have before we actually do things for real. We've had so many cool ideas over the past couple of months. It's only been one month. I, I know it's hard to believe. Really? Yeah. Oh. oh. There was only like a two-week waiting period between us talking about this and like committing to it. And then one more week before we actually got down to things. So now I don't feel so bad about the fact I changed playbooks in the last week. Yeah. It's like, it feels longer because we were all anxiously waiting for it. At least I was. Yeah, I, I was I've ready been for this. Anxiously waiting for this for about half a year. Yeah, I talked about running a game with Joey a while back. Anyway, so what are we all playing today? Who are our people? What are they doing? What are they about? Who wants to go first? Well, I mean, I was kind of the front runner here in terms of figuring everything out, so I think I should probably go first. Okay, sounds good to me. So I'm going to be playing as Friar Pan, the dragon. He had a last name, but it was vetoed a while ago, and I'm not allowed to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the killing word. I stand by that veto. Yeah. What should I, should I, like, read the whole backstory I wrote? Well, okay, let's let's start with, um, let's go over Guided Establishment. So tell us about your hero. Tell us why you are a champion. And tell us three facts about your people. So, Friar Pan is a monk from a dwarven monastery. He was raised among dwarves because the dwarves found him as a baby in the ground. Just a good old-fashioned ground baby. As you do. Yeah. And as it turns out, dragons were a thing. But... They're kind of all dead now, as far as he knows, and for whatever reason, he's the only one of them left, and he doesn't really look like the others. From what the dwarves believe, the dragons are responsible for more or less bringing about the apocalypse every couple thousands of years, just burning it all to the ground and letting it all rise from ash again. And the dwarves, understanding this, 
have kind of taken Friar in and taught him this mythology, and he understands it as his only bearing for who he is. He doesn't really know. I mean, is wh- his name Friar, or is that his rank? Because I know you're Friar is nuns. his rank. Okay. His name. His is, name is Pan. His name is Pan, because the dwarves are a bunch of clever little shits. <laughs> <laughs> and so, one particular thing about him is that he's not really great with the whole like fire breathing thing, but he is extremely hot in both the literal and the cultural sense. <laughs> he is constantly running a temperature of several hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And for the dwarves, that's extremely useful, because having someone who's basically a living cookpot is pretty handy. That's why his nickname Pan. That's why his, na- why his name is Pan. My because dude, I don't know if you day. totally earned the friar rank there. <laughs> I think you might be getting set up a little bit here. Hey, he's been practicing since he was a dirt baby. He sounds a bit like a... Like, dragons do sound a bit like the phoenix, actually. Whole rebirth and fire. They sound a bit like Pikmin. <laughs> Just pull them out of the ground. <laughs> oh, found ourselves a baby dragon. Are you like full dragon though, or are we going with the half dragon idea? Or no, he he looks fairly human and similar to what the elves look like in this world, but a little bigger and a little more dramatic. <laughs> okay. Also, his eyebrows are six feet long. His eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> going for the blood elf throughout. I mean, fucking fuck Blood Elves. They're trying to live up to this look. Alright, and that voice was, uh, Ix, what are you playing today? Isn't it weird that you would jump to me instead of Friar's best friend in the entire world? Well, you talk next. (laughs) Well, alright. I'm playing a character who's entirely inspired by the hunger of Adar voice from years and years ago, at least five years ago, maybe more. I'm playing a Harbinger named The Harbinger. I'm from the columned city where everybody wears dark and mysterious cloaks that completely obscure their bodies before their flesh is complete. And I am out here, I am the financier of a grand mission to save the world from... something. I have many mysterious magics at my disposal, including an occult beast that, let's say nobody ever sees completely clearly. And, I mean, I guess that about covers it. I guess, in summary, think of Yarnum, but also Cthulhu, I guess. Just all that old shit. Just fucking... We got, like, a flesh cult wrapped in robes. We got a flesh cult wrapped in robes, and... They're kind of going to be pretty intense compared to the rest of the people, which is kind of why... I don't want people to think that this character is going to be the norm for the world, because this is very much an intense right. character. A character of unrivaled intensity and hostility towards the outside world. Or in theory, let's see how it actually plays out. Maybe they'll be yeah. super fucking nice and they like dogs or whatever. <laughs> we'll find out uh, eventually. But for now, yeah, let's, uh, let's go to Friar's best friend in the whole dang world. Okay, Friar's best friend in the whole dang world is Pop-Tart the Halfling. Um, well, Halfling only mechanically. Um, Halflings in this world are, in fact, weird nature spirits created by people's belief in them. I'm I'm still not, like, 100% on the details of that. (laughs) Right. It's very cool, though, because we have some ideas for other halflings, and they're all great. we have some ideas for spirits, and they're all great, but, like, 
basically uh, the way Pop-Tart was created was um, they originate from a river that you know a, a small village got built around because the river is got kind of famous for its abundance of fish and people decided that this river was blessed and that it you know it had a guardian spirit watching over it so they left offerings of small like cakes and treats and toys because you know rivers are capricious and impulsive and really unpredictable kind of like a small child and so the river because of the people's belief in that in that guardian that they basically made up created it and yeah. out came pop tart who is a, a froggy spirit which is curious for a river known for being full of fish <laughs> listen i i don't know what to tell you I feel like the halflings are basically like circular logic incarnate. Yeah, basically. Like, you know, people worship various bits of nature because they think there's a guardian spirit, and because of that belief, a guardian spirit just pops out of the ether. Yeah, and it's pretty much exactly how they'd expect it to be. Like, you are the capricious spirit watching over the river. Yeah, because, you know, rivers are unpredictable and, you know, kind of playful. Yeah. When you think about the nature of water. But yeah, Pop-Tart is basically what the villagers think of them as uh, when they do appear to the uh, to the villagers. They appear as a small, very, very small, gender indeterminate child wearing a froggy raincoat and rain boots that are far too big. And yeah, they, they act and look like a small child. And they are Pan's best friend. Yeah, because when you're growing yeah. up alone in the Dwarven nunnery and you have to run down to the river to get water every day, you kind of get to know the river. Uh, the other thing about halflings, which we mentioned a while back, so I just want to make sure this is on recording. Uh, all the halflings are basically an animal plus a like nature's world element kind of thing. Yeah, like so... Pop-Tart is frog plus river. Rock yeah. lobster, thanks. Yeah, we just could have a rock out lobster. Of the way ahead of time. Yeah, we we could probably have a rock lobster. Yeah, but um, that thing, fits the formula. Uh, here's a cool fact that is something that we um, worked out the other day. Actually, I'm not sure if we worked this out in the group chat that we have or who it was just me and Gnome. But um, right. a specific quirk of river spirits is that they all kind of have a weird quasi psychic link to each other. And this is this is one of my favorite things I've ever thought of. By the way, I'm so proud of it. All rivers lead to the ocean. Therefore, all river spirits are connected to both the ocean and each other. So, so it's a hive therefore, mind. all water spirits just intrinsically know each other. And presumably, this would apply to like mountain spirits detecting like other mountains and such as well. Yeah, dude, I love Sensei. Wait, what? <laughs> Kinda. Um, Vaguely. We might be getting ahead of ourselves with this great ocean <laughs> mother figure that you're setting up, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got really excited about Pop-Tart. Like, for, yeah. for you know, Six Feet Under fans, you may remember Pop-Tart from Costume Fairy Adventures. I loved the concept of Pop-Tart. I loved playing Pop-Tart. I want to do it again. So... Now we have a more heroic Pop-Tart, We've, but still yeah. Pop-Tart. We've it's integrated very... Pop-Tart into a setting where a Pop-Tart probably would not exist, <laughs> and it's very exciting. Yep. So hey, Riley. Yeah, that's me. 
I don't know as much about your hero. I don't either. <laughs> That's a good. Oh, way I know to their stop. name. Yeah, I'll be playing the Squire Yuria Bloodtongue, a very dramatic move. Basically, I don't really have much say over my race, but I mean, you do, but oh, yeah. you don't have say over a people. Yeah, the Squire playbook is a little different in that they, the friends they make along the way matter more than where they came from. Yeah. Your friends are your power. That's kind of what I put my character around anyway. Uh, yeah, she's basically kind of the scrapper hero wannabe. Uh, she has a prosthetic arm, prosthetic leg. Part of her face is rebuilt. Uh, so I was thinking about what kind of race she was, she would be, and if you know if I can make up my own race, I would want to make her the race I made for th- originally for Thirteenth Age. And that would be the red bear race, which is just a bunch of uh, walking red pandas. Alright. So we've got red pandas running around in this world. And no humans. Perfect. There are elves, though. There which are, are almost humans. I suppose I should also mention that, because uh, we originally made the orcs that would also play in the story, because uh, I know we're getting a little ahead, but the orcs are basically like mechanical bugs basically from the factory, so that's why she has mechanical parts now. And got her... rescued by an orc. Yep. And she wields a giant wrench for her weapon. Alright. So, um, I guess it's time for me to introduce the Overlord. Hooray! And this is news to us at this And I'll point. introduce how I'm gonna kick the Overlord's ass. Yes. That is, <laughs> that is also part of it. Uh, so my overlord is... Her name is Aurorealis, who fire forgot. Uh, she is an ice ghost. Barely still here, but what's left is more than enough to cause problems. Uh, three things about her. Okay, so the elves are currently responsible for a technological revolution taking over the entire world, basically. Technology has never been as ridiculous as it is now. Although I want to add the caveat that we live in a world where the assembly line was never invented. So as a result, every single piece of equipment is unique. It's handmade. But it's still really advanced. There's this one elf who's super proud of this thing that he just made. It's like a juicer, but it'll tell you if the juice that's pre-chopped up is actually already bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah... Okay. It cost 18,000 gold. What do I have to roll to launch eggs into the sun? My character seems about as insubstantial as a skeleton in a blanket, so probably not that much. (laughs) Might be a lot for Pop-Tart, not a lot for me. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we're talking about it, you probably could just kind of water plume me up a cliff or something. (laughs) No, I I can't create plumes, just pits. Opposite direction. Just pits right now, yeah. We could well, then just the do the opposite of whatever you do then. <laughs> yeah, Pop-Tart's main method of going up is jumping. No, just apply that to me. It's simple. Do it you know how, to- like, Pop-Tart's, <laughs> like, made a noodles? Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, back to Overlord. Yes, sorry. So she has been attacking elven cities and basically freezing them and destroying tech all over the dang place, and no one is quite sure why. Uh, she has... Crazy strong ice magic. She can create golems. She can control the weather, actually. 
Um, her biggest ta- accomplishment so far has been creating like the Winterlands, which are just a huge chunk of the continents that have are just in constant winter now. They're not like particularly cold winters, but they're a regular winter when they should be other seasons, probably. I don't know, I grew up in South Dakota, so we usually get snow in as late as May. Oh, we had snow in July last year. We had snow on July 4th last year, actually. Up here in Wisconsin. That was fun. Happy Independence Day. So this whole campaign is just to express your frustrations, is what you're telling me? (laughs) That seems a little selfish, but alright. I mean... The plan is for you to destroy my frustrations, but yes. Let me tell you about my homeland of South Dakota. This is the weirdest form of therapy I've ever heard. <laughs> Alright, so next question on the list. Whose people did the Overlord hit first and hardest? Red Pandas. Fucked them all up. Fuck! <laughs> Alright, that's canon now. Hello, Fellowship. <laughs> yup. So, it sounds like a Yuri, uh... Has a pretty good reason to be here already. I'm gonna mess up this Overlord's shit now. Whose people has the Overlord mostly ignored? I mean, I'm across a desert. Yeah, you feel really out of the way. The Column City, as a people, as like one, their one city, it's in the name. So, I think you're probably out of the way. And the dwarves are regarded as kind of a fringe cult more than anything. Yeah. We have a lot of people on the fringes. So not all of you can all be on the fringes equally. I mean, actually, no, you probably could. Forget probably. I said that. I mean, Pop-Tart doesn't technically exist. And I'm already answering this last one. What impossible thing has the Overlord already done? And that's that's the Winterlands. She is creating eternal winter and slowly expanding those over time. Which direction's that on our world map? Uh, north? South? How about north? That... Seems appropriate. Who says, why is it gotta be north? Why can't it be south? It's cold south. Why can't it be, a, like, a direction that is not up or down? The west. <laughs> the west is becoming ice. I say north, northwest. I don't think we've drawn a map yet, so every direction. It's the great north by northwest. <laughs> I say underground. How about down? Oh, that, that, that the core is freezing. Just gonna freeze the core of the world. I mean, that'd be pretty dangerous if you want to take over the world. It would be, yes. That seems like a pretty good secret plan. Like, that's not the plan that any of us are aware of, but that's the actual plan. Just kind of freeze the whole damn thing all at once. See, now that we said that, that's not going to be what it is. Fine, then it's going to be what mine is. So up next, we have Bonds with the Overlord. Each player is going to fill their name in one of those blanks that I listed. And we can slightly reword them, like, for example, I destroyed Blank's hometown could be, like... I destroyed Blank's hometown. So, you want your name there, so... Yep. Aurorealis destroyed Harbinger's hometown? Mm. Because that's how that goes. The I is Aurorealis. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) These are their bonds of you. This destroyed hometown or great harm to my people would fit for either one, so... Yeah. I caused great harm. Well, to I mean, people. fucking, I guess only Blank knows my weakness because I chose that in character creation that I would have the Overlord's weakness, so. Okay. Well, I mean, this is, um. If you take that you have the Overlord's weakness, you don't necessarily know it's their weakness, but would you take this? Now you do! I fucking know it. Are you kidding me? I fa- financed this whole nonsense. I didn't go in without a plan. You can rest assured of that. 
Alright. So only Harbinger knows Aurorialis's weakness. I'll give you a hint, it's pretty it's pretty fucking clear cut. It's fire. Really weird fire. It's one of those classic fantasy eternal ember type dealies, okay? It's like a, yeah. and I'm just gonna keep it in a lamp. It's like only one candle's worth of fire, but it's like supposedly indis- inextinguishable, so I'm not exactly inclined to let it out of the fucking candle holder lamp. It but doesn't I guess we'll go see. out. It's bad fire. It's bad fire. It's sickly yellow, probably slightly green. It's the same color as this bruise on my forearm. It's <laughs> probably the best way to put it. <laughs> it's fire that looks like pus. How's that? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fire. fire I've ever heard. This lovely chartreuse flame. Then you'll both be glad to know that I brought the rest of you on mostly in case the fire gets out of control. Yeah. I hired yeah. a water spirit and a fireproof dude who claims to be a dragon. And someone else. <laughs> and some other person. I'm sensing what the campaign's gonna go like for me right now. Some random kid I picked up off the street. I so, mean, I had time to come up with a reason for your last character, but then you switched playbooks, so now I I'm don't really sorry. know. I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I mean, the reason still applies, I think. Yuri is still gonna be a bodyguard, just a smaller one. Alright. So, uh, Clove, do you have one of those you want to fill in for Pan? I'm gonna say that Pan, on some level... Pan killed someone important to Orialis, do Admires it. what she's doing. Damn. Okay. That's uh, way more fucked oh. up. Friar Pan secretly admires me and the things I do. Friar Pan Fantastic. killed someone important to me, though. Just think about that. Just roll <laughs> that one around in your head for a while. He's like, how old? Like he, he's okay. he, he's like barely pushing That's thirty. That's you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you're asking us. Yeah, but you're like a fucking dragon, so you're the reincarnation of all dragon he sins. He sits at you home overlord. and he makes he cooks nice things and he loves his moms, all like fifteen of them. That's, and he's gonna be frozen forever. Well, yeah, he's kind of... Ex- Alright. Yeah, whatever. I like where this is going. <laughs> so how about Pop-Tart? Uh, we've discussed this at length. Pop-Tart killed someone important <laughs> to your audience. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how Pop-Tart would do that. Like, they just slap them with a fish until they died or something? You can drown people. You have river powers. That's within your ability. You know, I completely forgot about drowning. <laughs> I forgot drowning. Very common form of dying. To be fair, I think Pop Tart would forget drowning is a thing, also. <laughs> yeah. Unless Aurorialis has destroyed uh, your hometown by freezing the river and thus yeah, making that's... it pointless okay. to live That's what there. I assumed it was going to be. Yeah, that's basically what we decided. That, All right. Uh, yeah. Pop Tart's river. Has frozen Pop Tart's river, and therefore the people don't offer them offerings anymore, and their power is waning because of it. Pop-Tarts River is within the Winterlands. Yep. It's frozen over forever. Just between you and me, listener, you and I both know that Pop-Tart definitely iced Aurorialis's brother, Boris. <laughs> or watered, rather. <laughs> Boris Aurorialis. And that brings us to Yuria. Which one do you want to be filled into? Yuria killed? <laughs> Maybe Aurorialis killed someone oh. important to Yuria? Oh! Oh, no, um, could we just talk about how one of the orcs betrayed? So maybe another one did, and Yuria was the reason for that orc general's death. Which bond would that be? The, I killed, uh, uh, no. Yuria killed someone important to me. Okay. One of her generals. 
Might have been an accident. Sorry. Is that related to how you got all cyborgified? Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. And then I'll explain why the other lords are like, Wow, you're really cool. Let's rebuild you. <laughs> so she probably assumed you were dead after destroying the crap out of you. But you somehow survived. And now you're here for personal vendetta. Surprise, fucker! I'm back! It me! Alright. We can do our bonds with each other, or we can do one more last bit of rumors, or we can we can do those in either order. Rumors or bonds, which do we want to do next? I would say bonds first, and then rumors second. Yeah, because okay. we can do the rumors based off of the bonds, like doing the bonds first gives us more yeah. to work off. Although doing the rumors first also gives oh, us wait. more to work off. Oh wait, 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 wait. Before we do either of those, oh. I have an important thing. Huh. An oh. important thing that Joey knows about. Oh. Oh, yes! Oh, I'm so excited. I helped. You did help. So, hey, we got a boat. Or maybe not a boat. It could be some other thing. It could be the TARDIS. I was under the impression that we're going to go piggyback riding everywhere, but now I'm kind (laughs) of disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, you're the ship. This is your new playbook. Yeah, I'm really mad because Gnome said I couldn't write Friar Pan down as a mount. We We know that's what it actually is, but... I mean, I mean, you could write it down as a bond, just not as your gear, because another <laughs> player can't be your gear. I know, and that makes me mad. You say this. No, I can't. I am the squire. That's my whole thing. Like, just imagine, like, Pop-Tart riding a dragon man into battle, like, wielding a cattail. It's great. Yeah, you could do that anyway, though. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you even took a move so you can be the size of a frog. That's true. I can ride any one of you. Yes. So let's uh, let's go over our boat quick. Yeah. What is the ship? So first up, we got to assign roles. Yuria seems most likely to own a car. Yuria for captain? Probably. That's why I was hired. Probably. I'm gonna put that down. Yuria, cap. We have Captain Yuria Bloodtongue. I just went on Craigslist and was like, "Hey, who's got a car?" Oh, I love Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> That's how this whole adventure kicked off. And then I was like, hey, I need someone who's functionally immortal to fire, and then I also need someone who's linked to water. Someone who can make lots of water in case things go very poorly. Yeah. That's basically how this whole adventure kicks off on Craigslist. Which is the name of the elf who developed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the consequence of having bespoke technology. You, Everybody ends up naming their shit. It's Craigslist. It's Craig's <laughs> magical list that everybody can see. I mean, it's canon now that we've talked this long about it. Nobody stopped me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Craig List, the creator of Craig's okay, List. Okay, it's weird that th- it's weird that that elf doesn't know how to use fucking plurals, but that's fine. I'm not going to judge him. I'm from the Column City. We know how to mind our own business. All right, who wants to be the pilot? Probably also Yuria, right? Uh, each role can only be filled in by one person. No. Oh, well. Oh, I thought Pop-Tart would be the pilot. Pop-Tart could be the pilot. That seems... I could be... Navigating rivers. So Pop-Tart can Pop-Tart can do navigation quite well because they know where the nearest river is, and most rivers lead to civilization. And the first time I see you at the wheel, I say, who is this sassy lost child? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so this is literally just a car? Yes, I mean, it's a car. we haven't decided. Okay. <laughs> it's an old beat-up Ford Pinto. <laughs> well, the I captain love chooses how your ship moves if Yuria wants to do that. 
wants to look over those quick. Who wants to be the gunner or the pilot or any of these things? Well, I know what I am. What are you? I am the engineer. The only reason this car works is because Fryer is the engine. All right, we so got can we just go ahead and cross Ooh, off the last the ER on the word engineer there? Yeah. Engine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so pop tarts going to pilot, or should they be communicating? It's a you. really big Ford Pinto with a steam engine and the trunk. Yes. Okay. Okay. Pop tarts pilot. I'm sorry. All right, Harbinger, well, you want to be on guns or communication? Uh, well, I'm already very well suited to bossing everyone around and shouting at them, so I think that's an obvious choice. Alright. And then, my occult beast can be the gunner. Does it have a name? None that you can pronounce. Alright. Unpronounceable beast it is. Here's what I wrote down for my fucking beast companion. I didn't write down a name. Instead, I just wrote down... Nidocyte and Scolocyte, because those are the two types of tentacles. And those are its two <laughs> ability categories. Okay. And it's on guns. It's on guns. Look, Nidocytes are for sensing things, and Colocytes are for manipulating things. So, you know, I just have to se- it just has to sense people and then shoot them. So, it's kind of no different than you or I behind the wheel of a gun pinto. So, Pop-Pop's sure. going to call it a weird dog? That's fine. It's not even close. That's fine, though. <laughs> Pop-Tart's never seen a dog. <laughs> this is absolutely what a dog looks like, and anytime you see it, anything else, you should question it. Yeah, that seems reasonable. You should okay. say, my dog is way better. It has eight times as many limbs. Okay, this is now a fact about Pop-Tart. They don't know what dogs are. Well, sure, yeah, you We're do. Right here, see? Yeah. You know what dogs are. You just have a very incorrect perception. Write down on your sheet, Pop-Tart knows what dogs are. Okay. <laughs> and then on around episode 50, you'll suddenly see it again. Like, oh, that's it. Alright. So, Riley, have you decided what the ship is? I was looking towards the airship, because that sounds really cool to have. Now we got a flying Ford Pinto. It's still shaped like a Ford Pinto, where it flies. So we've got a hover car. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I'm I'm not actually sold on the Ford Pinto. Let's let's do a cooler ship. I do actually need to look up what a Ford Pinto looks like. Same. Um, nothing. <laughs> it looks like nothing. I look maybe not an actual Ford Pinto, but a Ford Pinto in spirit, where it's like this is the oldest, most beat up chassis that Yuria could find, and and then we stuck a dragon I, in it, I and now it, it flies. I fixed it as my high school project. Okay. It literally did not have an engine in it, so we had to hire somebody. <laughs> Who produced heat. So he just lies in a fetal position in the truck. <laughs> you get to outlaw star this. I'm down with that. I like the idea of it being a high school like engineering project too. A minus, you forgot the engine, but that's alright. It has a lot of stickers on it. I'm, I'm saying that <laughs> oh, now. please cover it in like Lisa Frank stickers. God. <laughs> alright, next most important thing about the ship. We decide its stats. Which, which do you want to be good? Cannon, c- crew, or engine? Engine, clearly. Yeah, engine. clearly the engine's the good one, because it's okay. alive. And, I'm and going... secondarily, cannon and tertiary crew. <laughs> Alright. Uh, minus one in crew means you have no crew, it's just you. Nice. That's about right. It's a fucking Pinto, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the four of you. That's all this ship has. Oh, I thought we were gonna, like, fit some extra goblins in the glove department. <laughs> glove compartment. The glove department... <laughs> 
Oh, the glove department. Yeah, this is a really <laughs> big Ford Pinto, actually. <laughs> the department store and everything. Stealing an entire department store off the ground and turning it into an airship, though? I'm just saying. So, now we have to pick the ship's gear. Each of you gets to pick one thing from that list. Ooh. And I also get to pick one thing from that list because a companion is filling a role. Okay, fine, but you better pick it in character as a ball of tentacles. I mean, you put the ball of tentacles in the gun, so I was going to pick the flamethrower. I mean, that makes sense. Alright, mark the flamethrower. We have a flamethrower. And also, our weird dog knows how to use a flamethrower. This is now canon. (laughs) I mean, you just squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Hey, I would say it's easier to use than a normal gun. You don't need to aim. You just need to kind of general direction, wave it. Yeah. has some triggers, actually, so... Uh, it might be a flamethrower that requires this many limbs to function. I think the most in-character thing for me to pick is the escape pods, though. Just one, though. All right. <laughs> just for you. Well, no, it has two escape one, pods. By one default. for me and one for What about the dog? <laughs> yeah. Ford Pinto spacesuits is an option. Yeah, you can get exosuits. You can get harpoons. Department store armored core. Ford Pinto camouflage. Department store cargo bay. Ford Pinto escape pods. Department store exosuits. Ford Pinto flamethrower. Why are you so sold on this Ford Pinto? See, this is the thing about buying a used car. Like they try and they try and throw out all of these extras, and it just costs so much. And yeah, it's like, when am I really gonna need a fucking flamethrower on my daily commute? I mean, or that many gloves? <laughs> <laughs> It, it's to put, like, we're just gonna put one glove on the end of every tentacle on the weird dog. Yes, hello, I am friend. Ju- just to make it, like, just make More it entertain Pop-Tart yeah. and, like, distract them from doing something destructive, just doing shadow puppets for them. Also some Groucho glasses. Yeah. That said, I think we do need a kitchen because we have a eight-foot tall man and a small child. Who need to eat constantly? Pop-Tart has so much food, though. The kitchen is <laughs> tiny. More. So much food, but also we more. Have, now we have so much food. The kitchen has been chosen by Fryer Pan. Didn't we decide that Fryer Pan loves to cook? Yes. Yeah. The it kitchen makes is sense. technically a gas tank for the living engine, so that makes sense. That's true. Yeah, it's just extra fuel. We got a food truck for Pinto now. Eat Hell this, yeah, Fryer! Eat this. I found it in the back of the fridge. That's the equivalent of nitro. Mm-hmm. Just intentionally yeah. getting Fryer sick so he gets a fever. Mm. Alright, and then we still have to pick from Pop-Tart and uh, Yuria. What do you want our cool spaceship to have? I also going to go multi-purpose so we take the boat option and get another gear option so I can take something else. I love being that recursive. Okay, but so far we haven't developed like any unfrozen water in this world. Just <laughs> yeah. keep that in mind. Which is like put little ice skates on. Unless it's an icebreaker specifically, which I guess makes sense, but still kind of limits our options. Actually, looking at was probably either the harpoons or just taking the kitchen. Well, two, kitchens. two kitchens. Two kitchens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I forgot. We can take two kitchens if yep. we want to have ten uses too much of food. food. <laughs> Plus everything on Pop Tart at all times. Plus everything on me. Plus everything everyone else has. Yeah. I also took more food. <laughs> Listen. No, it's fine. We're just going to build a fort out of it later on, around episode 10 or so, when we've run out of everything else. Like, it's fine. (laughs) 
I also, Every day I'm just, is snack day. I'm just forewarning you as someone who made the mistake of making an offhand oh my character cooks joke at one point exactly well, what's going to happen. Uh, so oh. let's go with the harpoons then because I don't think you need ten uses of food. Is I that mean, okay with you, Yuria? Yeah, that's alright. <laughs> I think Pop-Tart is going to go with Medbay because their river water does have healing properties and they can stock it themselves. Ooh. With water. Okay. It's just flooded. Every time All you right, open the door, so we... water spills out. It, it's less a Medbay and more a fish tank. Yeah. We have a Star Wars back to tank. It's not just water, it's, it's spring water. Pop-Tart's like... Is anyone using this bedroom? I'm gonna make a med bay. And I was like, okay. Actually, we great. don't have bedrooms because just... we don't have living quarters. Not to dissuade you from this, by the way, but for the for the record, food is also basically healing, just like slower. So, like you can do this. The med bay is so, faster healing, but kitchens. we have a lot of healing in the party. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with living quarters then, because Pop Tart needs somewhere comfortable to stay. But I'm going to say that okay. Pop Tart's room is a fish tank. Yeah, because you can shrink. You can live in a shoe. That is one of your move names. Yeah, like it, it, like Pop-Tart's room is just a bowl full of what water, if, like somewhere on the ship. What if Pop-Tart keeps a water collection, but it's just all the loose water in the tank with them, and only they can tell <laughs> it apart? I mean, Pop-Tart does keep a supply of water with them. I've reskinned the poultices as river water. Yeah, so... Fucking collect water from all over, all over the world, swimming over to the top portion of the tank. This... Is the hot water from the lava lands. Can't you tell? That's actually a really good quirk for Pop-Tart to have, just collecting water from various rivers. I enjoy it. I like that. Pan keeps insisting that they keep them in separate vials, but like, no, that I can't, I can't feel it. it. Yeah. friends. Water is water. It goes together. It's all connected. Yeah. Alright, now that we have a lot of personality and a place for you all to live, and actually And no idea what this ship looks like. Yeah, we'll have to work on that at some point. It's either a Ford Pinto or an entire department store. Just uh, keep that image internally in your mind, I guess. Flying department store. I, I did just find this image of a Ford Pinto with Keep off my rear, I'm explosive written on the back. Great! I mean, can it makes I, like, sense. That... Hey, do we have the technology to get that printed so I can, like, stitch it onto Fry... the back of Fryerpan's coat? You mean on the back of his booty shorts? That, that implies yeah. he wears a shirt. <laughs> you should embroider it. He probably does know how to embroider. Like, bless honest. this mess embroidery, but it yeah. says, you know, yeah. eat my ass, I'm explosive, or whatever. Wow. And full disclosure, there is an embroidery hoop literally right next to me right now. Same? Yeah, see? We are a crafty group. Which is good, because you need two hoops to make a big enough embroidery for a dragon's ass. Anyway, let's get on topic here. This is the topic. This is quite the topic. Let's go do something else. Let's continue talking about dragon asses. Okay, so the vote is like at two to two, so what does Clove say? (laughs) Bonds. Let's go bonds. Clove, what are your bonds? Oh. I thought you were saying Hans, and I was like, why are you calling me that suddenly? <laughs> no, bombs. Um, bombs? Dang it, Peter. Okay. Anyway, um... I have, I actually haven't thought about these, but... Who has thought about their bombs? Yeah. Let's start there. Well, I think- well, I'm a harbinger, so I can only have one with everybody, uh, because I'm so 
grimdark, I guess. I'm Shadow the Hedgehog over here, so I can only have one bond with others. Yep. So which is, you know, your three buddies and your strange beast. Weird dog, thank you. Let's... Yeah, that too. I know the doom that awaits Pop-Tart, but I cannot bring myself to tell them. Oh no! Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll dis- you don't want to disappoint the small child. Pop-Tart's gonna lose their water. It's gonna spill everywhere. <laughs> I once told Friar a magnificent story, and they have never forgotten it. Because it was a horror story, and it keeps them up at night. Fair. What was the story about? I don't know yet. Come back to me. Okay. I have to decide which Junji Ito story is my favorite. <laughs> hey, Clove, which Junji Ito story is your favorite? Ah, uh, the cliff of something something. I'm okay, that's the one I told you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. appropriate, considering the whole, like, Earth thing, but... Yeah, considering you're a pick he, he definitely has nightmares about that. Harbinger was just like, pretty nice silhouette you got there. Be ashamed if something happened to it. And then told the story of the Amigara Fall. Yeah. I'm gonna go with... I'm, I bicker often with the Harbinger, but we would not last long without each other. You do, you do what now often with me? Bicker? Bicker. Bick? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Alright. I try so hard to live up to Harbinger's expectations. I have trusted Yuria with a dark secret, maybe, <gasps> and that is that I'm gonna blow up their ship if they don't do this right. <laughs> Can that count as a dark secret? Because that's the only dark secret I'm really thinking of that I care to share. Sounds like you're holding me hostage at this point. Yeah. I mean, pretty dark secret, though, huh? Alright, so, uh... For an other bond, then I am holding Yuria hostage. I is right a bond. Well, I guess it, yeah. I mean, it basically sounds like you are. It's just that Yuria doesn't realize it. Yuria's really wanting to be a hero, so she doesn't even realize it. She's like, "You got it." Yeah, I'm the chosen one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, then that's all my allotted bonds. So yeah. bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye, X. So, uh, Joey, do you have any Pop-Tart bonds? Okay. Having it definitely dragged me from my home and on the road to adventure. Oh, you got it. Like, absolutely. Like, I didn't want to leave my river because I wanted to, like, stay and take care of it. But, you know, Fryapan was like, no, we, we've got to do this, Pop-Tart. And I was like, okay. Because my only friend. <laughs> I dramatically showed you that my flame was capable of melting some small puddle of your river. That yeah. Coerced pan into coming, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, more like convinced, I guess, in that choice, except for the part where I definitely refused to melt it more unless you helped me. Yeah. And he is also stricken with a constant state of existential guilt, so, you know. Oh, yeah, on account of you being an apocalypse and all. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think Friar Pan has my back when. Th I'm thinking for Friar Pan, I, either he has my back when things get tough, or, I'm, or I will never lie to him. You could take both. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the bottom three for. Um, the bottom three are Blank has my back when things get tough out there. I've known Blank for all my life, and I will never lie to Blank. All oh. of them apply to Friar Pan. Every yeah. single one. Yeah, I also have like three of these that could be applied to Pop-Tart. I mean, if you want to be absolute besties, you could both have three like, bonds with each other. Yeah, I think we are each 
each other's only real friend. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go all in on that, that's cool. I'm going to have one bond with someone else. <laughs> I'm going to say the weird dog does have a great respect for the old dragons, though. <laughs> I'm... If you say so, if that's what you get from looking at it, that's fine by me. Yeah. I looked deep into its orifices no, and saw respect. Any. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought there'd be at least, like, pores on the tentacles. Nope, just oh, tentacles. just, like, completely smooth. Maybe this is a bond that Friar doesn't even know, know about. It's just, the dog treats you with respect. You're not sure why. Now that's interesting. Or that Friar is the only one that the dog actually likes other than Harbinger. Yeah. Um, and also, my treasures are Pop-Tarts treasures. That one's cute. That one is That's cute. That's really cute, especially since Fry found treasures. Treasures are cakes. We have a cake dragon. Cake yep. dragon. Oh, this is awkward. Nobody else has a bond with me. Hmm. Well, I. We don't know you that well yet. Is the thing. I know yeah. that, that suits really well because as the fledgling hero, nobody really knows me. So yeah. Also, that's something that will be fixed very quickly because of how the squire works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like your superpower is friendship, so... This is the one who stole the department store we're using. (laughs) 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 Alright, so... uh, Let's see, I have... I don't know why, but Firepan really trusts me in this really beat-up airship. This Ford Pinto that we're flying around. I mean, for all, all he knows, he's functionally immortal until he goes through with this whole destiny shebang, so... And also, his best friend is another spirit, so he's not really concerned with grievous injury. I don't think you're even old enough to consider, to contemplate your potential immortality. True. But is Friar a technology nerd? That's the well, real question here. He grew up in a monastery. Yeah, oh. so you've never seen it before, so you're like, whoa. He's either very impressed or frightened. Though he's also frightened by everything. (laughs) You turned into a living engine. It sounds like both. I assure you, this only has a 70% rate of failure, okay? There's a chance we'll make it. (laughs) Can't fault that logic. I'm afraid of losing uh, losing Pop-Tart. Let's go with that as well. Everyone loves Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart's superpower. (laughs) Everyone caring (laughs) disproportionately about them. Shit, where did I put my frog? Oops, we accidentally left... Pop-Tart back at the last port. Which you frog is Pop-Tart? Him. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Let's protect this small frog child. Ask the frog's right, question, only Pop-Tart would know. I have three of your bonds then, Yuria. Yeah, uh... I suppose we'll go with the final one, because this whole thing came off with uh, my character and Ix's character, so I have the Harbinger's back no matter what. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll be over by the escape pods. This is, this is a very one-sided relationship. I mean, what's my the whole thing about my bonds is part of this uh, squire thing is that I can make a lot of bonds with lots of people and use them yeah. to my dispense. And mine is that I can never do that, ever. Yep. The squire makes friends like water. Like what? like Pop-Tart makes water. I yeah. literally make... That's okay. how... That's how we become friends. I'm going to say, hey, this bond's really cool. And it's Pop-Tart. Oh. You'll probably get used to this over time, because you're going to get to make a bond for free at the end of every single scene of the game. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to Squires. You pick um, someone you spent the scene with and say, I would like a bond with them, and you get to write a bond, and that's you just do that. 
I've just gotten like a mental image, like it's the greatest mental image in the world. It's just like Pop Tart in frog form and Yuria just pointing at them, going just loudly shouting frog. And I don't know why. <laughs> frog! Maybe we'll make that happen at some point and it'll make sense at the time. Can you make like a whole shopping mall, but it just happens to be shaped like a Ford Pinto? <laughs> With like a giant fish tank like jutting out of the side? It's like two stories tall, but the second story doesn't go to the edges of the first story, you know? Mm-hmm. So it We're going to have a very awkward-shaped ship, and I'm cool with that. I mean, we stole a mall. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the downsides. It's, you know, really oddly shaped, so it's very recognizable. Oh, right, yeah. The ship has upsides and downsides we need to pick also now that we have put these together. I have a possible backstory for the ship. And a look sure. and... What if, along with finding an engineer, I also went to a city and guilted them into giving me an entire building? (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm out here saving the world. What are you doing? Oh, all we have is shopping malls. Give me one, then. Oh, then I am the calcifer. Welcome to shopping malls. R.S. I mean, if we're going to have a ship, (laughs) it might as well be Howl's Moving Castle, now that you bring it up. How the hell am I going to attach this to a Ford Pinto? Uh, don't worry about it. Carefully. <laughs> Alright, uh, so personality of the ship. It's in the top middle of the ship playbook. We're gonna pick two downsides, two look, and two upsides. Well, alright. It's highly illegal, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I legally right. obtained an entire mall. No, it's the fact that we attached it to a port pinto that's illegal. You just parked it on top of the mall. You know? And then flew off with them all. Yeah, it's not... All I'm saying is it doesn't have to be the illegal rule. It doesn't have to be, that's true. Okay, but yeah. it is clumsy. Oh, it's definitely clumsy. It, it does fall apart. Shopping mall. It's not cramped, it is the though, that's for sure. <laughs> it's probably a fuel guzzler. Well, no, it we have basically infinite fuel. fuel. And also loud and slow and flammable and falls apart and cramped and high maintenance and illegal. So basically just circle the entire segment. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. means we get to look, circle if all of the looks fuel also. Guzzler, by the way, since we already established that its fuel is food for uh, Fryer, I think that when I make it consume fuel, that'll be dealing damage to our engine boy. <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh no. We just it's have to okay. keep me burning yeah. calories. It's okay, your frog friend will be here with their snacks. Maybe we should just go with general <laughs> high maintenance. Do we need two kitchens? Or loud now? or slow. I say it could loud. be slow also. Loud. Yeah. There is something I mean, very funny plus about fuel guzzler. You only have two downsides. You would have three downsides with a worse engine. Wow, how did this get so cramped all of a sudden? We damaged the engine. <laughs> Alright, so what do we want for the look? Because right now I'm going to go with our downsides of Clumsy and Fuel Guzzler, unless people would rather have other things. I like Fuel Guzzler all Fuel lot. Guzzler is very funny, now that we've thought yeah. about it. Yeah. What, what do you have all this food for, if not to feed the engine? Yeah. Do the looks have a mechanical fuel. purpose, or can we just circle all of them because it's an entire mall? <laughs> the, well, they do not have a mechanical purpose, they are there to describe it. There's an basically. outlet store for each one of these descriptors. <laughs> What kind of military shop do we have in this, then? Like a fucking military surplus shop. It's a Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, uh... I think you need a supply locker if we were gonna go to this fuel, this uh, shopping mall idea. Just so you have... Like, just you can pull out whatever. Yeah, well, we you know what? We'll change the harpoons to the... Supply locker? Yeah. Sounds um, good to me. 
Just like this ye old fantasy department store. Alright, we're going with the shopping store. mall idea. It's very weird. I found the harpoons in the military surplus. <laughs> I'm glad we have a supply locker because that means that I have somewhere to shove Pan when he's being a nerd. Hmm. Would I fit? No. That's the, that's <laughs> the problem. Will, I will make you fit. Huh. Great news. I came up with a name from the options provided by Mel and the writer of this game. Quad core pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is the name of our ship, the quad core pumpkin patch. I think the pumpkin Excellent. patch does actually sound like the name of like a small town boutique. It was the honest. pumpkin patch outlet mall, and yeah. now it has four cores in it. It's four pintos. Each core is one of Pan's abs. This mall <laughs> that had been wired into it. But the whole mall itself was like originally this kind of mechanical wonderland because, you know, elves are into that. So we did take this from an elven city. So it wasn't too easy to just like, oh, I'll connect these four steam pipes and now it flies or whatever. You know, engineering. Sure, that's how that works. And so we do need to figure out like which one of our rooms is each store. Like who decided to live in what? <laughs> Hot topic. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that. So, Clove, after this, we're going to have to get, like, a group draw program open. Mm -hmm. The occult jewelry program. Or shop, not program. There's an <laughs> occult jewelry program from the shop. It's, like, uh, yeah. cursed jewelry. I mean, Our five-step pro process to make any jewel extremely cursed. I would argue that we've replaced the department store with, like, an Ikea. Okay. Just saying. As long as it's called the pumpkin patch. As long as it's also called the pumpkin patch. <laughs> oh shit, maybe we should pick camouflage, because if it's an outlet mall, maybe we can just park it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's on the edge of town, no one will notice. Why did nobody think of this before? Yeah, as long as we only ever park in suburbs. Uh... It's like, oh, they opened a new outlet mall again. Jesus. Pop I feel pretty room. good about the monster picking the flamethrower, though, so I'm not going to change that one for the camouflage. I don't even remember what I picked, so I'm changing it to... Well, actually, I picked escape pods. You picked escape pods, mm. which also works really well if it's an entire, like, what, what, store that just falls off. Would the escape pods be the bathrooms? <laughs> you don't have to know about the escape pods. Quick, get the okay. Sam Goody! No, you don't have to know about them. There's only two, so... We'll have to come up with, like, a list of in-universe brands yeah. and store names at some point. But that's it's No, actually, just all these options are the names of the different places. Well, yeah, I know. I see I see the pumpkin patch, but also Wild Blue, Aces Jack, uh, Merry Legend. Like, these are all very good. No, I'm saying happy. there's an armor store at the pumpkin patch oh. outlet malls called Armored Core. Mm. Oh, I love Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, mm. <sighs> Wait, that's, that's the wrong thing. No, they, yeah, that is the wrong thing. Oh. Armored Core is a From Software series of games. It's pretty cool, too. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Yeah. Incredible anyway, KB. So, so anyway, we've circled the entire look area is <laughs> yeah. what we've settled on. <laughs> well, I think okay, we can boil so that, that down to complicated and uh, yeah. Chrome? I, I was thinking they junker, give us but a banged up it, also works. They wouldn't yeah. give us a mall if it wasn't already like closed down. Because yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's Whimsical. Whimsical and complicated. Yeah. Because I feel like if we're a flying shopping mall, that's pretty whimsical. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. we used to have the fucking pumpkin patch outlet malls, but then Aurorealis's big box stores opened up and dried it right <laughs> oh, up. Oh, and then, like, each pumpkin in the patch is a different store. Isn't I get it. Is this going to be a capitalist villain again? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, she's not. She's she's destroying capitalism. Let's pick the upside nitro boost, which is like Basically I said, just you, you weird stuff so you get a fever. Cakes into No, it has to do weird go. stuff so they get a fever. Oh. <laughs> Alright, what do we want for the other upside? It's very impressive. Fuel efficient. <laughs> How does that work with fuel counselor? <laughs> Well, I think it's just poorly. You need both of them in order to actually move the thing. I mean, you can't pick upsides and downsides. Impressive, that out, but yeah, it, it can is be impressive. impressive. It's a giant. It can be wall. impressive. And I would say it's all terrain if it's flying. Does someone can afford Pinto flying this small route? It's very impressive. Otherwise, is there just a Ford Pinto? Let me, let me at the propose front? a thought for you. Okay. So right now, it sounds like. The idea I have in my mind is that it's like there's an engine core in the middle that fryer goes into mm-hmm. to charge the whole thing thing. He's in the food court. It's a bath. It's basically a steam bath that he's just sits Central in. heating system. Okay. Long. But around that thing is just a bunch of like buildings that are sort of like round and circular and they're orange in color. And all of them can float. So when it's flying through the air, it's just a bunch of balloons <laughs> spread out connected to the central core flying through the sky. And that's the pumpkin patch. Raining like garbage that. merchandise. I like that idea a lot. And also it makes sense why it's not actually camouflageable, because even though it's technically, like, you could land down anywhere and be a fairly regular department store, but it's a really unique-looking department store. It's whimsical and impressive. And they were really in fashion, like, two decades ago, but now everyone's kind of sick of looking of them. Yeah. You want to hear my favorite part of this idea, though? Okay. I like the idea that this is all exactly how the Harbinger planned it. <laughs> like they were sitting in the column city and they were like okay first I need a department store then I need four Ford Pintos and an engineer then I need a magic frog and a dragon and it all just came together just like that <laughs> and the dragon and the frog are even best friends it gets easier so I mean fucking wrap up the episode it's done like fuck you what else is there rumors I guess we do have rumors Rumor has it. Hey, have you heard the one about the fucking flying department store? (laughs) Uh, So how rumors work is uh, choose another player. Tell us a rumor or superstition you or your people hold about their people. They cannot tell you whether or not it's true. So what weird lies do you think you know about someone else? Fake dragon. I mean, at this point, he's not really that sure either. But yeah, yeah. So. you could believe that dragons aren't real. You just have one, but you don't believe they're real. That sounds. You just believe funny. he's a very hot boy. I believe in dragons. I don't believe in this eight-foot-tall man muscle hunk. That's fair. That is <laughs> yeah, also you can, fair. You can believe in dragons without believing that Fryapan is one. I banish you to the central heating core. <laughs> So it's quad core. Are there four central heating elements, or is there just one that feeds into four cores? Okay. Mm. This is um, I think there's one central core, but there could be four total cores. Well, whatever. I'm not an engineer. I don't have to care. Yeah. I, my joke was that it's just his abdominals. I just do magic and prognostication <laughs> and whatever. I'm also realizing something else about the weird dog. 
If it's the only dog Pop-Tart knows of, wouldn't it be the normal dog? All the yeah, other that's dogs what are I was saying. Dogs. Yeah, all other dogs are weird dogs. That's what we're the normal dog. I am a player, <laughs> as a player, I'm calling it a weird dog, but to Pop-Tart, it's just a normal dog. That's just what it's dogs just dog. Like. Puppy. Is it just dog? Normal dog is now the name of the beast. <laughs> so for future reference, we, its name is Dog. Yeah. Okay. But I, okay. I mean, the rest of you can call it that. It's fine. Yeah, everybody so else all knows. named it Dog. Harbinger has nothing to do with this. I have nothing to comment about this. Hero's name for the dog is just screaming and cowering. Wait, question. Mm-hmm. What's your question? How did Pop-Tart get the misconception that this is a dog? Well, you tell me. I think Next. so. Pan has read about dogs in books before, and they're loyal companions to people, and that they always they like know everything about you and they love you very much, and that's what dog is. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So does that mean that Pan has never seen a dog either? <laughs> or he might have <laughs> said it's mean... like a dog, and then Pop Tart took that to mean, oh, it is a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like this. I like this dynamic we've got going, where Pan tries to tell Pop-Tart things, and Pop-Tart misinterprets them in the worst possible way. And Pan doesn't have Pop-Tart the heart to has correct. Pop-Tart not made it to similes and metaphors in English yet. <laughs> Alright. We Look. have some additional questions we could go over for more detail, but I don't know if we want to. I'm I, gonna leave it up to you guys. We want to talk I more? Am, I mean, I, I don't know what they are, so... More detail. That's fair. Let me... Let's go over some of them. Uh, let's see. Who are your people on good terms with? Who are they on bad terms with? Everyone. <laughs> I think the dragons are on... Well, All right, so half it's questionable how on bad much... terms with everyone, and yeah. half of them are on good terms with everyone, because no one dislikes the halflings. I already know that answer. Everyone loves the halflings, except maybe the elves, kind of. Yeah. Um... I mean, there are... Like some individual halflings that cause problems, but that's not a problem with the. It's not a general experience with halflings. Yeah, like most halflings are genuinely just trying to help, which is some of them because of the way it's like, you know, natural phenomenon plus attribute. Sometimes you get big tornado, and that's <laughs> kind of a problem, but. Tornado snake. I mean, they kind of are what you worship them as. Like we said, they're, yeah. they're a circular logic loop. So the only bad halflings are ones that people expected to be bad. Yeah. So maybe a volcano halfling would be bad news. But if you frame the volcano as positive, then it's a positive volcano Right, halfling. then it could be a beneficial volcano halfling. Yeah, like if you worship the volcano as a bringer of destruction, it's going to be destructive. But if you worship it as a bringer of fire and industry... And new and land. Life, yeah, and new land, it's going to be nurturing and you know, wall. Probably still harsh, though, because volcanoes are pretty harsh. Yeah, well, but don't, some of them don't are nice. The volcano, friends. Don't touch lava. Just... Alright, what's one thing your people have that no one else does? Sick robes. Sick gloves, if I remember right. No, sick robes. Everybody has different gloves. These are mine. <laughs> the robes are pretty universal. The gloves are customizable. There's someone in the Column City who looks exactly... There's someone who looks identical to the Harbinger, except they're wearing yellow robes and they have cowboy gloves and boots on. I mean... I want to meet them. They're the sheriff of Mm. the Column City. Oh my god. (laughs) Um... What were we talking about? 
Uh, one thing your people have that other people do not. Oh. That's... Yeah, that is definitely unique to the Column City. The perfect flesh. It's who else flesh. can say that they're truly satisfied with their bodies, but those who are brave enough to alter the very flesh and melt it. their skeletons itself? I know, it's pretty awesome being a red panda, so... I mean, you also did get half your body destroyed. Yeah, yeah that's fair. But that's just for me. I have no idea what happened with the others, but... So how tall is Yuri as a, as a red panda person? Are you, like, half uh, Pop-Tart-sized? Are you, like, people-sized? No. Uh, I was thinking more, like, four foot round typical dwarf okay. size. So like half a fryer. <laughs> yeah. Pop-Tart <laughs> is the size of a toddler, so... <laughs> Alright, so we have someone who's, like, three feet tall, then four feet tall, then, like, five and a half feet tall. Then, like... And then toddlers he... <laughs> aren't, like, three feet tall. Like, they're, like, two... <laughs> Harbinger might be six and a half if they'd actually straighten up what they want. Do you think we could, Pop-Tart like... Pop-Tart is whatever size Pop-Tart wants to be. We've act- yeah. We actually have a move Can for that. Can we get, like, adult Pop-Tart <laughs> We could get an adult Pop-Tart. Ugh. That is, size like, change. a potential that sounds thing. illegal. Like one, of my, one of my potential progression ideas for Pop-Tart is that they become a river god instead of just a spirit. Kind of like the um, they grow up. With Rydia. They become a cool teen. Cool teen Pop-Tart. <laughs> This is where I admit I've never played Final Fantasy Four. Neither have I. I don't know. Your it's a very early thing. But um, I-, I would hope it's so. pretty indie. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a cool thing about halflings that nobody else has is a physical I'm... connection to the planet so strong they can actually hear it occasionally. Mm. Yeah. Nice. There- there's the divinity going on. Well, there's some divinity elsewhere, but yeah, that natural connection is definitely. That would be a perfect uh, hug into godhood, too. Yep. Yep. That is a potential route for the future. How about the dragons? Well, there's the whole apocalypse thing. Alright, that's fair. But there's also the whole... (laughs) Did you not hear red panda? Red pandas are great. Fluff. That's the cool thing. The cool thing is fluff. Pop-Tart, tell me everything that you know about Urias. Um, they're very fluffy, and I hear that if you pet their ears, it completely disables them. They just go limp. They die. <laughs> and sometimes they just kind of stick their tongues out. They're actually plush toy robots. They're furbies. Oh yeah, we didn't <gasps> finish rumors, did we? Oh, well, no, we didn't. Yeah, that's I a rumor for you. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's my a good rumor. rumor. That's my rumor about Yuri, is that you will kill a red panda if you pet their ears. And mine is that they're all secretly robots. It's a pet theory I'm working on. <laughs> just a theory. I can't... I can't really disprove that because of the mechanical limbs, but... Uh, what rumors has uh, Pop-Tart heard about dragons? Like, the only dragon she knows is Pan, and she likes him, so... Or the... Maybe, maybe you just assume they're all like Pan. Yeah, that Pan all, is the baseline for dragons. All dragons like to bake. All dragons are big, giant hunks. All dragons are my dad. <laughs> okay, we need to clarify very early in, and I'm not going to accept anything to the contrary, that Fryer is the mom. Fryer is the teen mom, not the dad. Okay, I will write down all dragons are my mother. <laughs> oh, that's going to go great. I'd like you all to look once again deep into the eyes of the Harbinger and tell me about rumors of the Column City. Yeah, you've probably all heard of the Column City, yeah. but I doubt any of you have been there until Harbinger eventually takes you there. Except for me, because I can go there as part of my squire move. 
Okay, come up with some what fucking rumors then. Put up or shut up. Come on. Okay. Put up your dudes. Come I, on. I come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Do it. Yeah. Belt it out. Friar has heard that nobody actually wants to go to the Calm City. Damn. <laughs> Harsh. Uh, let's see. I, feel like, I think the rumor that Yuria heard was that they're, that when they eventually merge, they actually are gods. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that lines up with actual things. Would... Like, when they get out of their robes. I'm just thinking, does... If you made the connection, wouldn't you think that, like, this is where Pop-Tarts people come from? That they're just adult forms of the people from the Column City? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Pop-Tarts rumor, or Pop-Tarts belief about the Column City people is that they're baby halflings? Yes. Yeah, so they're like half-baked halflings. halflings go to pupate. Well, that makes this a very awkward working relationship, but I guess it's also unique and good for podcasting. Like, so Pop Tart as a team. I'm I'm not sure if Pop Tart believes this yet because Pop Tart knows where halflings come from because that's where they came from. Right, but it sounds like a weird lie Pop Tart could think of. So I I think that's definitely a weird lie Pop Tart has told somebody. That's a dog. You're a halfling. (laughs) <laughs> Pop Tart's good at identifying things. Pop Tart's their... kind of racist, okay? <laughs> it's their least successful oh. feature. Uh, all right, and now rumors about red pandas. But sure, Pop Tart has definitely I mean, I covered that. They're all you, Yeah, okay, you did that. Yes. I guess we have everyone covered with a rumor at least. Yeah. Does anyone have rumors about the Overlord, Aurora Alice? Uh, this bald, seven-foot-tall ice ghost. I have a good rumor. She's not actually a ghost. It's just all fakey, fake bullshit. Okay. I Everything that... fake to you? <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily what the Harbinger believes, because I feel like they're a little bit more in the know carrying their weakness around, but that's a good general rumor. Yeah? Some, some people think that the Overlord just needs a good hug. Hi! That All sounds. Right. That's why both of us are going on this journey. We're gonna hug the overlord. Yes, let's Can go. Can I go hug. over the over? Let me let me just cover the overlord stats quick here. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing touch. Anything she touches freezes rapidly. Aura of and she has an aura of cold. Isn't that I why she's so her. cranky? Nobody's been able to hug her successfully. Okay, so your rumor is that Oglaf comic with Winter. Oh, I was about to say that. Oh, yeah. But without uh, fucking. Yeah, she doesn't have a lower half. There's no fucking here. Because this is a campaign with Pop Tart in it, so. Yes. You know, it has to be like half unfriendly. I mean, Friar will kiss a boy at some point. A kissing is acceptable. Alright, and her other two stats are Ice Witch and Ghost. I was gonna say, I am not leaving this campaign without at least two girlfriends. <laughs> the problem is that, like, I would like to do something incredibly gay, but Pop-Tart is a child. Yeah. You have to wait until, Maybe like... after your awkward teen phase. Yeah. Well, whatever. You'll have opportunities to have companions, so you can live vicariously through your role-played companions. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying to think of something that Pop-Tart would believe about the Overlord that might not actually be true. They are a popsicle. Because fucking... No, this is... 
uh, Pop-Tart comes from a super temperate area, so the only ice they ever regularly saw was popsicles. So, it's like, the revelation that when it ever froze over and it wasn't flavored was very hard for Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a question about the Overlord. Is her form, like, a bunch... Is, is, is her form solid, or is it, like, a, a cloud of ice crystals? That is a secret I am holding close to my chest. Okay, so Pop-Tart believes that the Overlord is not made out of ice, but steam. Okay. Frozen steam. That sounds yes. safe. Yeah. Um, this sounds like, like a Wizard of Oz situation. Like, it's gonna be a curtain somewhere. The thing that Pop-Tart believes the Overlord is made from is like steam that comes off of liquid nitrogen it's not really frozen water or anything like that it's just okay it's just something reacting with the air because like like it's yeah, said, yeah. They've, they've never seen ice before the river got frozen so they don't know how it works see here i was thinking that frozen steam was a silly thing and then you mentioned liquid nitrogen wait no that's exactly how it works actually yeah <laughs> that, that's smart okay i like this theory this rumor and I guess, uh, Friar, do you have a rumor about the Overlord? We are misunderstanding her intentions. Okay. That fits in with your secretly admires me and the things I do bond? Yep. Man, Friar, Pan, and Pop-Tart are gonna have the best dynamic. I can feel it in my bones. Alright, I have an important uh, one more question from this list that I really want to ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't it's not a good question for one of you. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. What is your largest city called, and what is it like? Well, we know Ix's largest city, Everyone's although I guess they haven't explained it's what great. it's like. Yeah, what's what's the Column City like? So the Column City is a very nice, like, post-volcanic area. It's volcanic, but it's a little bit more like Hawaiian agriculture in that it's very red soil, green, vegetables, you know, all the good stuff. But then, of course, the city itself is just like a hollowed-out crater that from the distance resembles a mountain because it's a bunch of columns that are arranged in a rough shape so that the tallest are in the center and the shortest are out at the outskirts. So you can picture that in your mind, I'm sure. Yeah. An artificial um, mountain that is artificial mostly Artificial mountain above a crater that yeah. goes down into a deep, dark abyss. And everybody there looks like the Harbinger, which is to say they look like blanket people, and I'm sure that some elf tried to invent a Snuggie or something, and a bunch of <laughs> Column City residents sued. I mean, columnists. Alright. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Joey, yes. the halflings don't have a city. They're very solitary creatures. What's the largest halfling? Well, what I was thinking is that they don't have, like, a, a, a city where they all live, because, again, they're very solitary creatures. But what I was thinking is every, sort of, on the same day, every year, they have a big gathering of spirits, and it's just a big party. Okay. That's how Pop-Tart knows so many spirits, because, um, mechanically, I, I took the address book as my, uh, the thing that dropped into my pocket on the way out. And that is how I know these spirits, because spirits gather every year for, you know, a little party. Sure. I was thinking it was just that, like, halflings kind of innately sensed each other. I mean, which they might do also that be true. also. They might, that might also be true, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I I just had a thought that you know that that it also fits in with you know halflings as a race just being like they all take on different attributes because of like where and how they were made. Yeah. But they they're all kind of tricksters because nat- like they're they're nature spirits. Nature is unpredictable and wild and you know right impulsive and all that kind of stuff so that's just a trait that a lot of halflings innately have also only like some of the halflings are actually solitary like every halfling stays by the it doesn't associate much with other halflings outside this party you mentioned yeah but like they're they live within a community that worships them they're not really like solitary they, they just don't live with other halflings yeah they don't live with other halflings but they definitely live with other people yeah but yeah, that, that that was my idea. But the biggest halfling is uh, one one that was actually your idea. I think it's that coal halfling you uh, okay. you suggested. Uh, it, it's a guardian of a coal mine, and it's made up of offerings of coal that the miners have left it. it, it it's about as tall as a mountain. Okay. See, I was thinking that one was only like 10 feet tall, but it can be as big as a mountain. That sounds cool. <laughs> I mean, it basically it's is that the big mountain. Now. It, it's made up of pieces of the mountain. It makes sense. Yeah. It would become the mountain. Alright, so that one's going to be big and scary. Good to know. I'm sorry I just screwed you all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it'd be scary to you. Just that it is scary. Um, okay. I don't know if the dr- clove has cities. I can talk about for... the monasteries. And the dwarf could, and stuff. yeah. What's the biggest dwarf city? The biggest dwarf city? Oh, well... Or monastery, yeah. or whatever you want to talk about. Or the one he's from is that the dwarven monasteries are a basically a group of change organizations that usually are on the fringes of farming communities and other small scale. They're really distant from a lot of elven innovation and development currently. And they basically send off exposition, expeditions deeper and deeper into the earth because they believe firmly in the concept that the dragons bring upon the apocalypse every couple of thousands of years. Yeah. And they're nihilistic in the sense that they understand that the end will happen, but not in a way that means they shouldn't try to lead good lives and help people and make lives the best for their community that they can. They have a more positive outlook, like, it's just a new beginning. Yeah. What if they also send out expositions, and that's just what they call... There. Between that and the glove department. <laughs> that's their newsletter. Yeah, that's their newsletter. The expositions. I'm making... I've done that like three times this session. <laughs> yeah, so it must be Canada. So, Yuria, what was the largest uh, city for your Red Panda people a year ago, and what is the largest city now? Yeah, was. I don't think they even have a city anymore, but it used to be in a mountain forest. As per okay. tradition. Uh, and I imagine... Well, I don't think there many of them were killed, but more like enslaved, because they can they got the fur, they can work in colder environments. Okay, maybe that yeah, maybe that's what the frozen area is now, just what used to be the Red Panda City, or the big one. That's part of it, but yeah. Red pandas are also real good at climbing trees, so they'd make great like fruit pickers. And then my idea was that also because a lot of them escaped when thanks to the orcs that came to their help during the raid, so. They're mostly spread out into various other cities, so you might see a few of them in each city. So they had one big central city, and now they're spread out all over the place, and a bunch of them have been captured by the Overlord. Yeah. Alright. 
That's why I want to be a hero. I do kind of want us to just get some casual world exploration in after we've done this whole mall thing. <laughs> the whole process of parking it and just trying to get information in a local city. We have a like an alarm, like a truck backing up whenever we land. Yeah, also just to establish some working character dynamics before we go into a more action thing where... Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking we could just jump right in and figure it out because I feel pretty good about yeah where everyone is. Okay, cool. Um, if there's anything anyone else would like to discuss quick, we can do that. Otherwise, I feel like this was a good character creation session and we can wrap up. We didn't cover what Pop-Tarts are canonically. Oh. Is Pop-Tart named after Pop-Tarts, or are Pop-Tarts named after Pop-Tart? I don't think yes. we're ever going to know. It happened hundreds of years ago, at this point. <laughs> the world, it's you're impossible alive, to know. You, you're like... 118. I think Friar's like 20, actually. Friar's, Friar is in his mid-20s. Oh, uh, you're a goddamn baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally Pop-Tarts, everyone in the party's older. Pop-Tart's actually like several hundred years old. Actually, I don't know how old Riley is anymore. This That used to be true that Clove was the youngest. I don't know how old Yuri Which is. Yuri is. is probably 18, so she'll be probably the youngest. Okay, okay, then you're the baby. We do Got have a team. It. We have a baby cyborg, a baby dragon, a blanket, and a raincoat. I, re- I really hope we do just have, like, a carpet department at the in the pumpkin patch. You can just shop around for a bit. I mean, that could be fun. I don't know if we want to do that now or if we want to think on it and have it come back as exposition when we get to the ship at some point. But everyone, think about what you want your room to be since we are a department store. Oh, I I already know what Pop-Tarts is. It's a repurposed, like, fish and, like, tropical fish store. Like the fish section of Petco. Yeah, what they've done is they've gotten uh, Fryer Pan to like melt down all the glass and just take out all the walls, and like their room is just a like completely see-through segment of the ship that is full of water. <laughs> that would weigh a lot. But that's yeah, fine. better keep working. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the snacks are for? Uh, so this is the Pop Tart's room is the lowest hanging yeah. pumpkin. In I the feel patch. like it would be below yeah. the engine then, if the engine is water or if it's steam powered. That like probably through the filtration that they repurpose the I don't know. All right. Yeah, it would obviously be in a electronics store kind of thing, except one of those more expensive ones with just slightly outdated technology. It's like, <sighs> like a Circuit City, not a Best Buy. I don't know if there are like proper electronics <laughs> stores due to it's a Dungeon Punk setting, so they're probably well, no, like... no, no, because I mean like. I've, I, one of the important sticking points that I'm going to stick to no matter what is that assembly lines, lines were never invented. Oh. Um, so everything is handcrafted. So I think it would be like a curiosities shop. Ooh. Would have like all the like various technology oh, things. No, no. Because everything I is got... made by hand. There are no like, you don't go and find like a row of light bulbs. I it got is a better an idea. electronics shop in that sense. It's a thrift store. A thrift store? Yes. Yeah, oh, like full of old lamps. Bit of like and a weird. scrap builder, so. She gets all these little ideas, so. Let's go with that. Like, a scrap store could exist also. Yeah. Just like, the idea of an electronics shop does not fit in with this world. No. Although, the thing you are describing is a junkyard. A junk shop could totally exist, though, in this world where everything is. Like, every cool technology thing someone has to build. Yeah. Yeah. A junk shop makes perfect sense. 
Especially if we're taking- if we took our- if we took the pumpkin patch from an elven city, then th that would probably be in there somewhere. It probably has a bunch of really weird technology in it. Yeah. Alright, that feels pretty good. And we already know Harbinger, Harbinger lives in a hot topic. Are you ever going to get a real name? Or are you just going to keep using the class playbook it name? It is a real name. It is. What are you talking about? It's the Harbinger, and then there's the Sheriff, and there's the Hairdresser. That okay, I so it's a title. Yeah, on, we've got the, the Grove Tender. So everyone, got... wait, so everyone in the wait. Column City yeah. uses the title. Question. Hairdresser? Yeah, yeah Hairdresser. Yeah, yeah okay. you boy well, rakes on top of it. No, not for wigs. Oh. Then you would go to a wig maker. Oh, true. <laughs> you would go to the wig maker. Yeah. Shape up. The hairdresser's good at their job, because they can't actually... They don't... It's roots, like, you know, look under someone's hood, so they just kind of put their hands and scissors under the hood. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's very dangerous. funny to you, but they've never had a complaint, so... Sounds like they're pretty good at it, and you're oh, all yeah, just Oh, yeah, they're squares. extremely good at it. I mean, when we get there, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to have a look at Fryer, because his hair is pretty great. I mean, Pop-Tart's hair That's is... delicious. Pop-Tart's hair is just a mess. Are people allowed in the Column City without a blanket on? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Aw, like, if you were going to say yes, I would have asked if Pop-Tart's, like, weird froggy cape counts as a blanket for the purposes of being allowed into well, the city. Well, we get a froggy blanket for you regardless. It's true. Oh man, I want a froggy blanket now. <laughs> Alright. Well, that sounds like a good uh, start to this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe we should go over our agendas and purpose real quick, because I think that's probably oh, one yeah. last important thing. That's true. I didn't go over those at all. We can do character sheet stuff in general. There's, everyone has a bunch of choices on their character sheet they made, and I kind of glossed over those really hard. I think those two we should at least hit on. I know, and probably yeah. mine might change like custom stuff, but these two I am absolutely sure of for mine. Sure. So let's uh, start with Yuria then. What is your fourth agenda? My agenda is, they need me. Don't let them go ahead with poor decisions. I might screw that up, but I will try, <laughs> goddammit. So how agendas work is they're basically a rule for playing your character good. So Yuria will be trying to prevent poor decision making from happening with the group. Uh, so any Squire... Cu custom moves or gear options you want to talk about quick before we move on to the next person? I'll just say my purpose and that's obviously remember my history. I want to be the hero so bad. So whenever anyone near me goes anywhere, I can choose to tag along even if it's impossible. Yeah. That's fun. How does the Harbinger teleport to the Column City? Well, now I know how to too. Or maybe I don't. I don't but think I got they one. do that. Do you do that? I don't think that's a thing Harbinger does. Do we do what now? Teleport, teleport to, to the city. No, that's not a thing. They of walk like not. everyone else. Yes, just like everyone else. <laughs> and then my, well, I guess I can say my my custom moves right now are just use bonds to heal or use them as precious and useful. Bonds are your toolkit. All right. Um, who would like to talk about the character next? Yeah, what's up? I'll make this fast. Okay. Tell me about your agenda. Yo, they're the Harbinger. It's the Fulfill the Great Prophecy. Tell us about the Great Prophecies and do your best to fulfill them. I'm not going to tell you yet, so too bad. Okay. 
I chose blind prophets. Your fellow wizards see without sight, and you are no different. Even without eyes, you see more than anyone else. I don't know if we're actually blind or if we're just good. Or if you're just bullshitting everyone. Yeah, no, I mean we're good. We just might still have normal eyes at the same time. That's also you're normal true. eyes and you're special eyes. Yeah, thank you. See, Friar is the only one who gets me. I got you. Harbinger's custom, dark and ter- terrible. I can lay curses on people, so watch it. Yeah. And... Cool. Oh, yeah. Harbinger gear. I have the Overlord's weakness, the aforementioned pus flame. My strange beast. And my source of magic is the ley lines of magic that hold reality together. And whenever I use that, it's probably going to be distinctly Earth-focused. Yeah? Mm. I feel like Earth has... The... The Earth world itself has magic. become very important to the world. I do. And... Yeah, that's all I got. Bye. Uh, how about Pop-Tart? I was gonna, like... I, I just want to get this idea out so it's on recording so, like, at least yeah. Gnome can remember it. What if Pop-Tart's river is along one of these ley lines and that's why they're so powerful despite their river basically being out of commission? Could be. Could be. Because, like, by rights, like, if if a, if the source of a halfling's power is destroyed, that halfling is also destroyed. So, logically, the river being frozen should have killed Pop-Tart, but it hasn't. Well, it hasn't killed you partially because it's just a regular winter. It's not like a super winter. It's not like it froze all the way through. Yeah. It's just got that icing on the top, so you probably feel kind of stiff and uncomfortable. That's but true. It's still regular river conditions, just... Conditions you don't like. I don't like being cold, okay? Anyway. <laughs> so what's your agenda, Pop-Tart? Pop-Tart's agenda is have fun. Pop-Tart Aww. just wants to have fun. Yay. And learn about the world. Because they... Protect his... <laughs> we must protect this precious child. Meanwhile, their best friend wants relentless justice. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh... Any move choices or options you want to talk about with your halfling quick? Okay. Um, this is where I get to talk about fancy unreleased stuff, which may have been released by the time this goes out. Oh, it won't be. Okay. I don't have art yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the main thing, holding it back. I'll help. I have... Um, well, Pop-Tarts or the halfling custom. Uh, I'll go with the easiest to explain one first, which, uh, which is lived in a shoe. Pop-Tart can change size at will. Uh, they use this to basically switch between frog and human child form. Yeah, and they could grow. They just have little Don't reason to want yet. To. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other custom that I took is half a halfling, and this was in order to borrow something from the spider playbook. Um, and the spider custom I am taking is grasshopper, which means I can jump to anywhere I can see and land there pretty much instantly. Fast frog. Fa- fast, frog. Fast hoppy frog. Yeah. Uh, my my gear is just like some poultices which I've reskinned as being bottles of uh, Pop-Tarts River water, uh, a bunch of food and an address book filled with family friends which is actually just the mechanical representation of my psychic connection to all of the spirits. Yeah. But instead of taking a companion with me, uh, I have again borrowed something from the spider and... Um, I have borrowed a pit trap. 
you can make sinkholes, presumably can... full of river water, because that's yes. how river magic works. I can summon parts of my river to trap somebody. Uh, I also get, um, as part, is that as par- part of my grasshopper move? Um, if pounce. I. Yeah, pounce. If I land on top of somebody who is bigger than me, which is everybody, uh, I can ride them. Well, it's more specifically you can use it, spend a use of pounce to instantly be on top of somebody. Well, And yeah. since everyone's bigger than you, yes, you are then riding them. Yeah, I, it's basically, I can spend a use to ride somebody is what it essentially does. But Friar is nice and does not require a use. Yeah. I'm... If you ever find something smaller than you, you can use one use of that to pin them down, but you'll probably find none of those. I will find none of those. Pop-Tart is very tiny. Unless I, like, attempt to, I don't know, subdue a small child, but why would I do that? (laughs) Or an actual frog. And maybe if you grow up later, that can be some synergy with Lived in a Shoe, where you you grow bigger than them before jumping on them. Yeah. But yeah, But for now, that's beyond you. Yeah. Oh, I also forgot about my uh, halfling option. I haven't actually selected it yet, but I think (laughs) I was going to pick Mischievous Tricksters. I mean, that feels correct. That feels correct for Pop-Tart's race as a halfling and for Pop-Tart as a person, you know, being a river. Because let me tell you, as somebody who lives near a river, those things are unpredictable as shit. Yeah, they are. Although honestly, any of those what is a halfling options would work pretty well for you. Although probably not Nomads, because I don't think you even know what you would pick for a second choice from every option. It's true. Yeah. I, I... I had so much trouble picking my first option that, like, Gnome was like, hey, you can do this from the spider, you know? And I was like, yes, sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For future content, all the old playbooks have the option to take traps instead of some of their other gear choices. Yay! Which brings us to our last player before we say goodnight for the night. Hey, uh... Yeah. How's, how's things, Pan? Well, the relentless justice I mentioned earlier... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's that. The laws of the Great Dragons are absolute. Do not break them or allow others to do so. And that could mean and a lot of things. you have a second one because we'll get you to did it. things. And because uh, Friar was raised with dwarves and has taken a dwarven custom that we'll get to, um, he also has the dwarven craft as one of his agendas where he can create, restore, and protect things of lasting value. So... Uh, for moves, my favorite so far is Earthfriend. You can speak to mountains and hear the word of stones. When you speak softly with the earth, you may use one of your questions to ask it to move for you. And this is something that the dwarves actually did, just as a courtesy to the earth. Just to be like, hey, we're gonna start digging into you now, I hope you don't mind, we're gonna be nice about it. But when Friar started doing this, it started actually listening. And he's not really sure why. It- because of his connection to the spirits. And b- partially because of... <laughs> I mean, it's dragon magic. It's dragon we can, we, I think we could just say <laughs> yeah. that. It's dragon magic. There's a yeah. lot of dead dragons <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. He can also... Uh, he's basically completely immune to fire. He has no actual like ability to create fire, but part of the reason that he was taken under Harbinger's employ was his fire eater move, which basically lets him extinguish any flame within ar- arm's reach by touching it. And he can reload his equipment by eating it. Yeah. Yeah. You can turn that fire into bomb. Mm-hmm. Here's a zippo lighter. You're welcome. Yeah. He can also see very well, and he is very strong. Yeah. He's a big, strong, glowing friend. 
Not even glowing. Just warm. He also bakes really good cakes. Alright. Which actually reminds me also, uh, because you took the half a halfling move, if you want, you could also take one of the agendas from the spider. Oh! Um, let me reload that PDF. Yeah. So there, there are agenda options, just to talk about those quick, because I like to. Uh, we have alien mindset. You disregard the value of art, law, and social custom. I hunger. You want food, you want love, you want to lash out. Or the one Pop-Tart will not take, the waiting game. Make plans, <laughs> set ambushes, take your time. Nah. Like, yeah. none, of, none of these really fit Pop-Tart. Unless I feel it's like, like either of the first two would work, but yeah. I mean, Waiting yeah. game, definitely not. Like, the... the... Now that I think about it in a more sort of positive light, because the spiders are very dark kind of playbook. They're a very weird and alien playbook. Yeah, like, alien mindset might actually work for Pop-Tart, because Pop-Tart doesn't know social customs, they don't know what art is, they don't know what law is. The only thing they've ever known is the river, some fish, and a frog. And And a dragon and a dwarf who sometimes give you cakes. Yeah. Like, yeah, Pop-Tart just doesn't understand how anything works. You're the guardian of an area without a, without much of a society going on. Hmm. Yeah. You don't have to take one of these also. You could skip out on them. But it's an no, option. No, no, I, I really like the alien mindset. I think I'll take that. Alright, then that is an additional agenda. Pop-Tart to follow. Yay! And I think that brings us to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's Fellowship. Get ready for that coming soon. Dun dun dun. Please look forward to it. Good night, folks.